0: It's Nikal from the Boutique podcast here. So Boutique is a luxury online marketplace dedicated to the super yacht industry. Today we have Jared Watney with us, the owner of Ocean Air Media. Uh, like I was saying to Jared before this, actually in 2023, we are shifting our focus to the yachting community and aiming to build relationships with different people in the yachting world. So with that being said, we aim to celebrate the initiative that's currently coming out of yachting. And thus, these podcasts are focused on giving advice to business enthusiasts and inspiring entrepreneurs in the industry. And speaking of aspiring entrepreneurs in the industry, Jared is the founder of Ocean Air Media, where high quality and high engaging media is the focus point. He specializes in yachts and aviation, and Ocean Air Media is at the top of its game currently when it comes to producing engaging content for yachts. But I'll let Jared speak more about that. How are you doing today?
1: Not sure I need to say much more than that. I think you nailed that. Thank <laughs> you, man. That's perfect. Um, Yeah, thanks so much for having me and um, am
0: stoked to be here. That's cool. So when did
1: this passion
0: for photography and videography, where did it come about?
1: Um, I stumbled upon it. Like most people do with something that they, you know, so I've, I've been picking up a camera since I was young, but in terms of actually making it my career, it was a bit of a stumble upon. Um, I used to work in the yachting industry as a crew member for a while. And then um, I took a gap as some yacht crew do They kind of um, go all out when they're young, and then they kind of find, you know, need to find what they are keen to do actually and move forward. So I came back to South Africa for a while. uh, And very long story short, ended up selling um, luxury real estate in Cape Town and a few places. And I bought a drone to profile a property. Um, that we were sending because of their million dollar listings. So we were selling them to mostly internationals and we were taking videos and photos of these particular properties. And I sort of fell in love with that process um, pretty quickly and stumbled upon one or two YouTubers. And it wasn't so much the property or anything like that that I was super keen on. Um, it was the the general content creation that I sort of fell in love with and realized that it wasn't didn't exist in the yachting world at all at the time. There was little to zero videos whatsoever about the boating world in terms of um, what it was like to be crew on board these boats. And um, I actually fully intended to go back into the industry with this passion and desire in mind. So I went back into yachting to be a deckhand, but I knew in the back of my mind, I was going to be picking up my camera a lot. And so that was kind of a risk. Uh, but at the same time, at the end of the day, it paid off. So stumbled upon a YouTube video, found somebody that sort of built a lifestyle around producing content. And I immediately just said, that's what I want to do. And I went back into yachting with that in mind.
0: That's awesome, man. That's super cool. It must've been a busy time. How did you balance your time in that period? I mean, being a crew member and with this passion.
1: It was really tough. It was, um, you know, and I I feel like I maybe got lucky being on a boat that maybe allowed me to do that. It was a smaller boat. So 34 meters in size. Uh, And why that makes a difference is although you are busier, you have, um busier in terms of always doing something there's sort of often less guests less places that that boat can move around to to some degree there was it was an older owner so the boat wasn't moving all that much once we got to a location uh you know he slept a lot in the afternoon loads of naps he used it as his place of peace um so from my side we had to find ways of keeping busy and so on a boat there's always something to keep busy But whilst I kept busy, all I did was carry a GoPro around on a clamp and just clamp it to different places and record what I was doing. And the goal in mind was to film 30 straight days of what it was like to live and work as a yacht crew member. So I filmed every single day for 30 days, but essentially every one of those days was an episode. Um, And whilst I couldn't edit whilst I was on the boat, of course, because that would take another six hours each day, it was impossible. Um, I managed to sort of fill a few hard drives worth of content. And then when I got back, I turned them into episodes. So it was a seasonal position. Um, I finished up the season and I started to to get those episodes out there. Any off days or early finishes, like if we finished at six, I was editing until midnight. So it was a constant balance between um, work and what I was hoping to achieve. But at the end of the day, I knew that I went back for this in mind. So because I, I didn't intend to be a captain or anything, my only way of making this work is by finding time and we've all got enough time. It's just how we manage it. So, um, it's, it was a challenge, but it made it work. Hey, to be honest, man, looking at your content, it is
0: honestly mind blowing. like just from your Instagram page and, and looking at ocean in media, I'm sure there were a lot of uh, steps that you had to take in the process to make sure that this, this passion of yours became the dream that it is today. So, do you have any like advice from your side of on or for people that are uh, oh, you know wanting to go into the industry, um, in a different way, like by content creation or via um, social media engagement stuff like that? Do you have any advice for them?
1: Sure. I suppose there's two different pieces of advice. Um, From my side, I didn't just pick up a camera and all of a sudden things were cinematic. It took me a long time to learn how to make something look good. Um, And it used to bother me that I wasn't able to make something look really good back in the day. Uh, until I became obsessed with the fact that I couldn't get something to look cinematic like what I was seeing online and I had to find a way. And so um, it just took a lot of practice. And I'm obviously you're going to hear that from anybody, but it took thousands of images before I knew what a good one was. It took you know hard drives and hard drives of video before I realized what people wanted to see in terms of making something engaging. And that's the benefit of putting something out on YouTube because if it is engaging, it'll be found eventually. And if it isn't, you know, then you need to change something. So uh, YouTube is your best your best place to add content to find out if it's any good because people will tell you, um, if it sucks, you know? And so you just got to look through all the comments and all that kind of stuff, but it, it allows you to, um, to sort of become your, your worst critique. And from there, you get better and better. And so as the camera started getting better and I started to earn an income through what I was doing and producing content for boats and you know YouTube and stuff like that as well, I kept upgrading my gear, but I really started with a GoPro on a clamp. And at the end of the day, the story and your journey and what you're up to, mostly things that you take for granted is interesting for someone else. Um, and from there, you can start slowly and, and work your way up to now In this case, we've got a production company and looking at expanding into to hopefully multiple offices. So, um, it's uh, yeah, it's exciting. But really, it can start from zero.
0: That's awesome, and to hear that to hear that journey from going from just like simple YouTube videos to having a production company that is, I mean, that's it. That's the dream.
1: That's the goal. You know. Uh, uh, but obviously, yeah, I think you know my YouTube channel. Sorry, my my YouTube channel allowed me to um to be found by many of the people within the industry. Uh, and it's, uh, so it built the name, even though it wasn't cinematic. But then by then, people knew who I was or the type of media we were producing. And so as it started to look better, we were just outsourced more and more. So um, it was an interesting way of maybe not starting a production company and then being known for that, but just starting engaging media and then making it look better. It was an interesting way of sort of attacking it.
0: That's awesome. Man. And obviously through the process, you know, you, you you come across like things that you could have done better, you know, maybe you made some mistakes along the way, going back and looking back on the whole journey. Do you, do you ever think of changing them or would there be something that you would change in the past going to where you are now?
1: Um, such a, It is a good question. I, I wouldn't change anything because I'm so stoked about where I am now. Um, And the things that I would change, I'm simply going to implement moving forward. We have to make mistakes and learn from them to then progress. We can't just know everything uh, right in the very beginning. So, I mean, there's things I should be doing now that I'm not, but I know that I will in future. So, um, no, I don't think so. I just think the more that you can create, um, the better. And if you are able to, you know, even in your own business, if, if people are watching this and they don't want to become media creators, Um, you've got to if you're looking at you know leaving the yachting industry I'm not necessarily doing something but as an entrepreneur you're you're hoping to create something my advice to anybody in the yachting industry is to start that quite early within your yachting career because it's not going to happen immediately Um, you need to have a plan of what your exit strategy is or so anything that you want to do two years at least in advance uh, you need to be earning an idea or concept before you just leave the boating industry because otherwise people have this back and forth into the industry out the industry into the industry out the industry um so no if from my side i'm stoked about how everything's happened moving forward and now i'm just gonna take any mistakes or anything that i've made in the past and and adapt it into the future
0: that's awesome, Jared. Yeah, uh, to be honest, from my personal point of view, seeing your content, um, your Instagram page and the journey that you've been on just from stalking, not gonna lie, stalking through the page and, and seeing all the content. It, it, honestly, it was amazing. And do you have any plans for the future for your business? Any any big things coming up in 2023?
1: Yeah, so 20, it's funny, we were talking about it with a team yesterday, but twenty, the start of 2021, uh, sorry, was it 2021, 2022? Yeah, uh, 2022. yeah. <laughs> we had yeah sorry it's all a blur but at the start of last year we had one camera one person in the office which was me we're now a team of three uh potentially four with you know multiple cameras um guys that are going on the only individual trips around the world so the idea is um to expand on the growth and to just work with clients we want to work with and we're hoping to have uh, some form of an office presence in Europe, uh, by the end of the year. So right now, South Africa is is not our base. It's where an office is because that's where we all are. Um, but essentially that was started in lockdown because nobody could move anywhere and we needed an office space. But now, you know, with ninety nine percent of our work, um, being in the Med and the Caribbean, uh, we will look to have an office space in Europe um and a few other ideas that we have in the mix as well so we are hoping to to just spend a lot more time where the producing world is and then with that is going to come a lot more opportunity to film and make stuff that we've made in the last year this year sweet jared thank you so much for your time i really do
0: appreciate it i'm sure the people uh, have a lot to take from what you've said